Gather round Alberta growers for common sense, educational, get your hands dirty, not as hard as you think to make it beautiful tips with Rob and Kevin from Salisbury Greenhouse and Landscaping. Pour a coffee, grab the seeds, and get ready to grow. Hello, eager gardeners. I'm Rob Sproul from Salisbury Greenhouse. And I'm Kevin DeFora from Salisbury Landscaping. And it is October, and that means winterizing. Yes! Winter is coming. Winter is coming. It's a wonderful time because you get to run out into the garden and do kinds, all kinds of massive work, and then you're done. I told this guy, I said, you know, a long-range forecast is for winter to, winter to be just awful, and his eyes lit up like Christmas morning. Yes. <laughs> uh, the season has been incredibly long, and I'm looking forward to just lying on the couch. Okay. So I've got books ready. Have central heating. Bring it on. <laughs> So winterizing is the theme of the day. Yes. And, you know, we have all these plants that have been looking beautiful. And now it is time to start thinking about the long, cold sleep that is the Alberta winter. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Well, uh, one thing. Uh, so in over the course of the entire year, we've been really doing a lot of work in May and June. We took time off. We enjoyed July, August and September. And now there's a lot of work that needs to get done for October. So our primary thing is we're, we're looking at um, uh, dealing with the soil. We're dealing with our perennials. We're also looking at our shrubs as well. Um, and then we have to get our plants through the winter. So they need lots of moisture as well. Okay. So, we'll so let's, about all of those things. let's walk through this <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the, um, well, one of the most obvious signs of fall, the leaves. Right. And there's leaves everywhere. And the, you know, a lot of people do different things with leaves. I have neighbors who are out there, and I swear with every leaf that falls, they run out and catch it. And they rake everything up, and they clean it up, and then they go sweep the grass and vacuum it or do whatever they want. The, for me, myself... Okay, I, I'm actually one of those. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, I like my grass I green. <laughs> <laughs> I like it green. But I remembered reading a poem when I was, like, in university. And the guy was sent out to clean the leaves, and he did a perfect job, and he did it wrong. Until he went back and threw some dead leaves back onto the grass. So I follow the same thing. I vacuum it all up, and then I take three leaves, and I throw it onto the grass. As sort of a ritual for being yes. done. So then it then then it's perfect. It's a, a famous Japanese thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. But as, anyways, I like as usual. Mean. Kevin has way more energy than I do when it comes to the garden. I just mow the leaves. Uh, I grass cycle all year. Don't pick up an ounce of grass uh, cuttings off my lawn, and I just mow everything. And leaves are the same unless the leaf layer is you know, over an inch thick, and when you mow it, it's just going to be a, a carpet on top. Then you have to start cleaning it up. So some of your older neighborhoods with lots of trees, that's going to, you know, you need to do that. But um, if you only have a few leaves, just mow them, and the leaf bits uh, release nitrogen slowly over the winter and, you know, slowly feed down to the roots and feed the roots. The only thing you got to remember about that is if you get into a practice of that, mm-hmm. you got to dethatch a bit more. Right. So you're going to have to thatch in the spring or the fall um, because your thatch, grass cycling and, you know, leaf mulching and things, your thatch will build up quicker because you're just putting more things down there. Right. So this was um, when when you were talking about this earlier, I floored by this. I've never heard of such a thing. Really? No. So you're uh, not lazy enough. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. It's it's really messy on the grass. And, but however, how often can you do that? Like, are you talking about only doing it just once on the grass, or can you do it three times? In depends October? on how many how many leaves you have. Okay. Um, you know, because people, I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, I'm guessing people will have done the final mow or will be about to do the final yeah. mow. And you want to do your final mow. I usually tell people do your final low, mow a little lower okay. so that you don't, there's less opportunity because the, the snow falls and creates um, air pockets between the top of the lawn and the ground. And you get opportunities for mice and voles oh, nice. and you know what they say about mice in the winter? Two go in and about 100 come out. Absolutely. So, you know, this winter looking to be, you know, just awful. Kevin smiles. Yes. Um, the, uh, you know, it good to set the grass a little lower. And if you have a lot of leaves, then you want to pick some up. Like okay. if the layer is really, it's, it's your judgment. If the layer is really visible mm-hmm. on the surface of the okay. lawn, you think it's going to hurt and create a lot of mold issues, okay. then pick it up. Then pick it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think it's an awesome idea. And pots. You know, I have a lot of pots lying around, hanging around my yard. Mm-hmm. Big ceramic jobs. And they're hard. They're hard to lift. They're heavy. You know, I can move them, but I don't want to. Right? So, I fill these pots full of annuals. We're very different gardeners. We are very different gardeners, <laughs> you and I. <laughs> Kevin's out there moving them every day just because. Um, you know, I fill them full of annuals. And the annuals are great. No, it's, all, it's all good. And the annual roots, if you... Unless you have a really deep pot, the annual roots should colonize the whole thing. They're very, mm-hmm. very fast yeah. growing. So I pull out that soil. I bang the soil, as much soil off the roots as I can, and yeah. get it back into my garden. Because that's good stuff, and it's mm-hmm. expensive stuff. Yeah. Um, but then the pots, frankly, I dry them off. I make sure everything is very dry. Leave them mm-hmm. in the sun for quite a while. Then I leave them be. And I have, you know what, in 10 years, I've only had a couple minor issues with crap. Crack, oh, a cracking not bad yeah okay what i i do is a little different um i also do uh pull pull all my annuals out with the soil though i keep it because um uh in november we're going to talk about getting your roses through the winter mm-hmm. and all of your zone fours um so i keep that peat moss because it's really really good i also do dry out my pots um, but then what I do is I, I get um, old tree, uh, the plastic tree pots, mm-hmm. and I put those as inserts into my ceramic pots. Uh-huh. And then I make winter arrangements. So after you do all of your uh, shrub prunings or um, um, uh, you can go into the bush. I always like going into the mountains and, and cutting some um, uh, uh, spruce stuff like that and birch and then sticking mm-hmm. it in the pots and then making winter pots beautiful and but um one thing and, and we'll probably talk about this in november as well um what you're supposed to do is you uh put uh say sand or some some peat moss yes. whatever and then you soak it yeah to hold it in place to hold it in place yeah. and then you freeze it overnight yeah if you did that in your ceramic pots that that's toast for your pots yes. so that's why you have to have that insert the so we have the pots, and however you winterize them, you know you don't have to empty them out, drag them into the in, into the garage completely. No, just it's the moisture that's going to get in there and crack them. So make sure they're dry. Um, you know, throw a tarp, a little tarp over them if yeah. you want, something like that. Just keep the moisture. What off. I do for the smaller ceramic <laughs> pots, I um, just turn them upside down, mm-hmm. um, and then um, what happens is the the um if there's leftover peat moss in it it just falls excellent and so 
uh, again, they don't crack. But I do like the, the tarping idea to keep them dry. So from the pots to the beds. Yes. So we have our gardens, we have our perennial beds, all this stuff. And gardens, first off about gardens, I hope you haven't harvested your carrots and your beets and all that stuff yet because now it's just getting good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's about uh, third week in September right now. And we are pulling carrots out of the garden the size of an arm. Wow. It is great. Yeah, see, uh, Brian, our little one-year-old, you know, the other day she comes up to me and she had a carrot. I swear it was as big as her head. Oh, it was great awesome. because they've grown all year. Yeah. And, you know, if you pick them throughout the season, hopefully you've been picking in between mm-hmm. just to kind of create some to natural spacing. Yeah. yeah, thin them out a bit. And the uh, a few good frosts really sweetens them up. Mm-hmm. Them and the beets, that's what actually gives them that extra bit of flavor. Yeah. So you can leave them in as long as you want. Some some people leaving them in. I know in the Maritimes in Ontario, it's popular to leave them in till spring mm. and just mulch them. But, Might be a little chilly for that here. Yeah, I think they they freeze. But things like beets, um, if you pull them out too early, they they kind of wither. They kind of um, they get limp. Mm-hmm. And and so leaving them in the garden as long as you can, yeah. uh, it's just better for for the beets yeah. until the, the garage gets cold enough that you can put it outside for the winter. On the other hand, uh, of course, your tomatoes, your peppers, your beans, they're all dead. Yeah. The, <laughs> they're all, I stopped the, watering those suckers like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> My tomatoes are actually enough. thriving right now. <laughs> oh, I, I just hope it's you know warm so enough for many some many tomatoes. To <laughs> the areas of your garden now... Topping up your garden, you know there's a saying in retail, close to open. And the saying goes that whenever you close for a shift at the end of the day, the, you sweep the floors, you get the coffee ready, everything is ready to go. So when you come in the morning, you don't have to do any of it. It's all done. I love that. So let's take this into the garden mm-hmm. and look at your your um, vegetable beds, your, your garden plot. You've been growing vegetables in here all year. And some of it, your corn, your squash, your tomatoes and peppers, these things suck up a ton of nitrogen. Yeah. And they just deplete the squash. is like a sponge. It just sucks all the nutrients out of, out of the soil. Um, that's why it's so often planted with beans, right? right. The, and so you want to get some compost, some sea soil, uh, some steer or sheep manure in there, bag manure, please, um, to, you know, to freshen it up. Absolutely. And fork it into the top about six inches mm-hmm. but do it now don't wait until spring because in spring it takes a long time for the that top six inches to thaw and by the time it's thawed you don't want to be mucking around with compost you right. want to be planting peas yep absolutely i want to make one small correction okay on you had just said fork it in yes. i don't actually believe in that i think you should shovel it in so i believe that you should turn your soil with a uh, so that you have big lumps and um, the idea is that um, a lot of, um, I want to say vermin, uh, a lot of worms, wor- well, yeah. no slugs, okay. diseasey things, they lay all of their eggs in the soil. Yeah. So by turning the soil, then what you're kind of do is exposing it. But I like the thicker, bigger aggregates um, just to allow to trap snow and guide that water deeper into the soil. Oh, that's interesting. So I never that, thought of that. Yeah. So then you, 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 you also get more cold in there as well. Oh, okay. And I like that. I like that. The, you know, you talk to a permaculturist and they'll tell you never to work the soil. Yeah. The soil I totally disagree kind of with that. Micro, <laughs> microflora <laughs> of its own. And so, 
I'm sort of on the fence. Right. I'm I'm starting to veer away from rototillers, things like that. Yes. The real kind of violent. They destroy stuff. aggregate. They do. But um, all right. So that's with the garden beds. So yeah. take the extra couple hours in in October, you know, and I know it's good TV, but go out, make up the beds, and you'll be happy for it in the spring, mm-hmm. and you'll have a you'll have a better harvest. And then, of course, with all your shrubs, you you were saying something interesting earlier. I was going to talk to you. Uh, before you do shrubs, mm-hmm. shrubs should be done at the end of October. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the middle of October, when your peonies turn red, is the time to start cutting down your perennials. Okay. Um, so, And I have worked with a lot of people who, who have gardens and have no idea what plants they have in the garden. They... They might be able to name a peony, um, sometimes a delphinium, but mostly they're just flowers. Yeah. So what I've done is I've broken all perennials into three groups. So you've got the ground covers. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that just grow flat on the ground. With those ones, you don't do anything. You just simply cut off the flowers and just leave them be. Um, For things that grow in a mound, you cut them round to six inches. So... If you Was that a deliberate rhyme? Yes, it is. Well Took me a long time to come, oh, come oh, up I with that. that. <laughs> but if, if uh, say, um, so a good one is um, Euphorbia polychroma. What's that one? Um, oh, the... It's yellow. Yeah, I forget. The, okay. the spurge. Spurge. Yeah. There. Okay, so if you look deep down into the spurge, same with Heuchera, if you look down into, into them, you'll see all of the future buds for next year. Mm-hmm. So if you were to cut that flat across to two inches, then you'll be cutting off all kinds of buds for yes. next year. Um, same thing with, say, um, uh, uh, fescue. Yep. Say, Elijah blue fescue. It's a perfect... I know you guys can't see my hands, but my hands are going in a neat little round emotion. Folks, for your information, <laughs> yes, very animated movements right now. So anyways, <laughs> you'll, it has a rounded little tuft. And so if you were to, again, shave it flat across, you wreck the form. Okay. So any if it's round, then cut or a, if, if it's, it's mound, mound, cut, cut it, round. it round. Beauty. Then all the rest of the plants grow upright. They grow straight up. If it's and, tall, wait till fall. anyways cut it down to one to two inches and um some i don't believe in the six inch thing okay um simply because what that does is it captures the heat in the middle of winter and you'll notice that the snow will dish out yes and um so then that's exposing it to nighttime cold Okay. So um, you definitely, for all your uprights, cut them down to two inches. I like your perspective. You're, you look, you look at a, definitely look at things from a deeper level. Now, and so cutting back your, your perennials, mm-hmm. you, then you want to water your perennials. Absolutely. And I've always, I've always gone by the notion that in the fall, when it comes to freeze up, those things should be like a popsicle with a stick coming out of the top. Pretty much. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. And the the whole thing is that the 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 plant um, stores as much moisture as it can because it's going to go for six six months, seven months, eight never, nine, yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> of just cold and dryness. Um, and so we got to get them through the winter. Okay, when do you start watering? I actually start at the very last week in October. 
Okay. So and I dry out my plants in September. You dry them first. I dry them in September and early October, and then and then at the end of October, that's when I I, I soak them. And what do you water more than others? Trees. Okay. So what I do with trees, I like the little poke the stick. The deep root feeders? Um, yeah, the yep. Ross, Ross, root, Ross root feeder. Yeah, Ross root yep. feeder. So the nice thing about that one is that you can poke a hole about a foot, 14 inches mm-hmm. into the ground. And then, so if, say if it's a large tree, you'll do 10 minutes a hole and you'll do a a, a, a star or, or six. Folks, the Ross root feeder is kind of a long, it just looks like a long, what, big steel needle or something. Yep. And you put the hose at the top, you can put a fertilizer into in the spring. And you just shove it in, and it keeps all the moisture from being sucked out by the lawn. And you you water in a circle underneath the drip line for the tree, and it just gets the water right to the roots when needed. And it's amazing how much water oh, yes. those things those guys will suck up. Okay, so a really important thing is to either put a timer on the on the faucet, or to use your phone and just tell Siri to remind you to turn the water off. Because ah. there's been a couple of times <laughs> that I turned the water on, and then I watched a TV show, and it's like, oh, let's watch a second movie, and then I went to bed. <laughs> and last year. In the morning, there's a lake. There was an actual lake yeah, in last my year, I did that last year with a sprinkler in my vegetable garden. Oh. And yeah, it was like the psalm out there. <laughs> All right, so soak everything in, especially if it's new. Absolutely. And especially if it loves water. Lots of birch, hydrangea, that kind of thing. New home installations, if you've done, say, new sod or new plantings, absolutely. Even the sod should get a really good watering. Yeah. Because the... Sod is grasses plant too. Yeah. And and they they have a fairly shallow root system, and so an um, an existing long term sod, they've got lots of roots, lots of water, but new sod just needs that extra babying. Now I'm going to add a winterizing tip that a lot of people don't think about. Okay. That's your lawnmower. Take your lawnmower in to get sharpened up. Of course, it has to be sharpened annually, if not mm-hmm. more, cleaned up, that kind of thing. Every This is something I just started doing a couple years ago because before Good that, every spring, I'd stagger out to the garage and I'd find ready to mow lawn because you let the lawn go too long to start because mm. you're procrastinating. And i find an empty jerry can and a dull-bladed mower. And I thought, oh, heck. Then you got to go into the shop and get in line like like um, snow tire season. Yeah. So do it now. There won't be a lineup. Maybe they got a sale on. I don't know. But fill the jerry can. Get ready to go. And so that when spring comes around, you can just fire that guy up and off to the races. Yeah. Something that I like to do in the spring is, uh, especially with my weed whipper, is pull on that cord for like 20 minutes. Then... Go get a half a coffee. Then pull on the cord for another 20 minutes (laughs) until I burnt through all of the caked up uh, oil. and Uh Aha. Yeah. I'm I'm horrible for that. So I love your spring or fall tip. I still won't do it. But (laughs) but when I'm pulling that that cord over and over in the spring, I will remember. You you cut your perennials back because of the physiology of the root system. You, You put all this energy into your garden, but you won't. Tune up your mower. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I do like sharpening. That's a fun thing for me. And what if you got a water feature? Oh. What if, what if you have fountain in your yard? Water features are really, really important. Um, your pump. Yes. You have to remove your pump. 
But if okay, say if you have a little waterfall mm-hmm. or um, or, or um, a boulder, yeah. bur- bubbler, those things, those things can run until minus seven. Okay, but you have to keep them running. Yeah. So what I always recommend is don't do anything till after Thanksgiving. Enjoy it for um, uh, the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I as always, long as you can, really. Yeah, absolutely. Until like the end of October, even early November. Yeah. Um, and then make sure that you pull your pumps. But for water, um, for the water fountains, the bird baths, and those things, if they're made out of concrete, <clears throat> you have to take out the water, and then you have to cover them uh-huh. because the concrete is porous. Yes. And and so sometimes we still get rain. We've had rain in November. We've had rain in February. That gets right into those pores, yeah. turns to ice, and then it cracks your concrete. Yeah, it cracks everything, including yeah. your pots as well. It'll, oh, true, true. Winter yeah. rains do yeah. a lot of damage. Yeah. So uh, definitely. It sounds like we won't have any winter rains this year, just blizzards. It's going to be cold. It's going to be, gonna be you're so way awesome. too happy about this. <laughs> and Kevin, I think that is the, um, I think that's the winterizing edition. Yay. All right on. It'll next, be fun. You guys will have a great time out there. You will. You will, and, and no, you won't. But the, um, you know what? You got to do it because spring's a lot of fun, and spring will be a lot funner if you um, take the time, do your winterizing now, get the compost in that garden, and, uh, you know, just get the last. I am so itching to be outside right now. <gasps> oh, because... the beautiful smell of rot. Oh, oh, I love walking in the woods and just smelling rot. It's such a great thing. All right, we're going to put that on a t-shirt. I think that should be the new logo for the podcast. (laughs) I like walking in the woods and smelling rot. (laughs) It's great. And we'd better go. So thank you, folks. This is Rob from Salisbury Greenhouse. And I'm Kevin DePort from Salisbury Landscape. And keep your hands dirty. Thanks for being eager to get into that garden. Rob and Kevin are around every month on SalisburyGreenhouse.com or SalisburyLandscaping.ca. Till next time, keep your fingernails dirty and your thumbs green.